what we do here is go back, 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 back. I'm not going to be interrupted, right? Or are you guys going to like share? I go, well, you if go, you like, say something order. stupid, I'll interrupt you, but okay, <laughs> about it. Just kidding. Yeah, go all right. It. I watched one the other day. It's actually good. It's recent. It's a, it's actually a Spanish. Uh, no, it's Portuguese. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. Raiders went in to Cleveland, got a big W. Game got switched around, as everybody knows. Uh, we got that game recap for you. We got a pretty awesome uh, sit down with a good buddy of ours debating on our, our old Christmas movie list. So that'll be fun. That'll be on the back half of this episode. But before we get into that, before we get into the recap, how are you, Andy? I'm good. Yeah, that was, it was fun to, you know, we got, we got challenged a little bit um, in the Raider game, but also on our Christmas list. So we always like to improve. We always like to get better. I thought we stood our ground um, and came towards a good, a good resolution um, with the Christmas list because it's pretty important, you know, and there's all, there was also a game that happened um, yesterday at uh, two o'clock Pacific standard time Raiders Browns, but yeah, I'm good, man. It's victory Tuesday. So that's always nice. Yeah, so Raiders go into Cleveland. You could say they took care of business as far as just not losing. So they did that, um, took care of business, ended up coming away with a 16-14 to 14 victory, coupled by a last-second field goal by Daniel Carlson at the end as time was expiring. So Raiders come out victorious. Now they're 7-7, seven and seven, back to 500. It was an interesting game. So we're just going to give our thoughts on that, and um, we'll kind of let you guys know what we got going coming into this weekend. But, Mikey, you can start as far as your recap. Um, and we also do have to talk about Micah was stirring up some shit um, on, on Twitter. So we're, we'll, we'll close with that. So yeah, go ahead. What were your thoughts on the game? Raiders victorious 16 to 14. Yeah. Well, it, it, an interesting game. It was uh, as we both kind of predicted that it was going to be a little bit wonky. Uh, weather wasn't quite what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it was better obviously than the terrible weather we were expecting on Saturday. But yeah, I don't know, man. I was, it was such a frustrating game again. You know, at the end of the day, I'm happy we got a W. Definitely happy we got a W. It's really hard to sit there and watch that game, uh, you know, against what is essentially like a third string offense for the Browns. And, you know, their defense was missing some guys. Nonetheless, we couldn't put points up. Carlson had 10 points in the game and our team scored 16. It's very frustrating when, you should be able to go out there and by all accounts handily win this game. Um, but we talked about how the Browns could give us fits. And the worst part about it is up until, you know, into the fourth quarter, Chubb was essentially shut down dang near the whole game. They were doing a great job, but our offense couldn't stay on the field. And eventually our defense started to get tired and he started getting out there and gashing us. So it's tough because like I said, I am happy we won. I am happy that we got the W. It was an ugly win, but a win is a win is a win. The thing that I am worried about, and this may be conversation for a different day, but, you know, we sit here and we're like, this is what we got to do to get in the playoffs. This is the games we need to win. These are the things we need to do. I don't know what we're going to do if we do get into the playoffs. You know, like where do we go from there? It's like, I don't know if this team can go in and just beat anybody that's like making it into the playoffs. And, you know, you can say, you know, one game at a time type of thing. Anything can happen in the playoffs. 
but I was kind of just having this like epiphany last night of just being like, you know, that's where our focus is at, right? Like, let's make it to the playoffs. But once we get there, like I'm worried about us even being able to play good enough to make it in there, let alone get there. And yes, it would be nice to get there. But do we want to get there and just get our asses blown out backwards in one of these games? I don't know. It's just made me take a long, hard look in the mirror. I, I feel like we could have done a lot better in this game, should have done a lot better in this game, and should have never almost potentially lost to this third-string Browns team. Like I said, I love the win. I'm glad we won. Um, at the end of the day, if they win, I'm happy, plain and simple. It was an ugly win. I didn't feel good about the win, but I like it. And we're just one step closer to potentially making them wild card. Uh, I know that you're going to touch on that too um, after we're done with this, but I don't, I don't know how you felt in, in regards to this. I thought our defense played well, you know, only giving up 14 points. Can't ask for a whole lot, you know, more than, than keeping them under 20. Uh, our offense almost did everything to like throw the game away. In my opinion, they could have just done a lot better, but they didn't. So I'm not sitting here trying to bitch about, you know, us winning or whatnot, but it was a rough game to watch. Don't know if we necessarily deserve to win that game, but we won it regardless. So, yeah, it was you know going into it, I we both said, hey, let's just come out of here with the dub. We're on this terrible slide. I had to continue to remind myself that yesterday, as Carlson kicks a game winner, and my wife's like, why you don't seem happy at all? And I was feeling the same way. I'm like, that was ugly. We are lucky to have that win, and I felt the same thing. It's like, well. We have hope, um, but man, the playoffs will be tough. But not even let's not even go there. Okay, let's not even go there. Let's just sit here. Let's take the dub um, because there have been there have been many weeks, many sad weeks that we would have wished we would have came out victorious. So I know I'm just being a grumpy old man. I apologize. It's okay, but we'll take we'll take the dub. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it, obviously a weird game, right? Weird weird scenario where you know as we were we previewed the the, the game to be pegged on Saturday, which it was. And then it ended up getting moved last minute to to Monday at two o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So that was to give the Browns some extra time to, I guess, clear protocol, in which they only got one person um, activated from that, and we lost one person, which was Nate Hobbs, um, which didn't help. One of our better defense players as a rookie in, in general. So interesting. We could go down that rabbit hole if we'd like, but I don't think it's necessary right now. But yeah, I mean, we go down um, first first drive of the game. We get on a score touchdown good drive by the offense and then kind of come back and, you know, we kick a field goal, um, kick a field goal, go 10, nothing. Uh, Rich Passaccia used his special team skills a couple times on a fake punt and also um, icing the kicker um, before half, which ended up working. And that never works for us, um, which I thought was going to come back around to us when it was Carlson. Cause they tried to ice us, but um, no, it was just a classic, you know, the first half they were, they were dominating. It was kind of a lull of a game. Like you could tell that we were, far superior as far as players out there, which makes sense with how many players they had on the COVID list that weren't participating. But you could tell the defense, um, they just played aggressive. They could, you know, I don't know if you, you kind of see it the same way, um, but when I watch games, it's like there's some games where I, th- I look at the offense when there's so many weapons, right, where there's so many threats and it's like you have a good quarterback and you have some good solid weapons. It feels like the field it, or at least the camera angle is like so stretched back to where it's like, man, there's so much going on and everything's 15, 20 yards down the field, crossing routes, corners, posts, whatever. Like this was just very consolidated because it's like, it's going to be Nick Chubb. And if not, it's going to be Mullins play fake four yard hitch, you know? So it's like our defense just completely shrunk. 
we're playing probably 12 yards past the line of scrimmage at that at the very most um, as far as our secondary so they just shrunk it down they played some tight man covers they ran some zone but it was all very which i'm happy about because it's like dare dare nick mullins to beat us um you know which allowed us to um even if we only had a four-man front we had our backers we had some corners that were pretty dang close to the line of scrimmage um to where we could still fill gaps we could still you know try not to get reached on the outside things like that outside of the scamper that uh, Nick Chubb had on the goal line. So, but no, I think the defense played really well. Um, offense still had a t- hard time getting into rhythm. And really this game should have, the way it was going was going to be a blowout. Um, the Raiders actually were able to establish the run with some big chunk plays by Jacob, Peyton Barber, chunk plays as as far as through the Raiders' lens of rushing, which is seven to nine yards. So that was good. Um, but also I think that if you look at the weather, um, it wasn't pouring down range, which we thought it was going to be. Um, so we were able to spread the field out. Carr was still able to do his thing, you know, with the weapons that we had. And and because of that, we were able to run the ball pretty effectively. Now, second half comes around. That's when things turned. Obviously, um, some costly turnovers. And we just we just gave them enough. We gave them enough life to, to feel like they're in the game to the point where they march down um, and score a touchdown within, you know, three minutes where they go up 14-13. And then we get the ball back and we actually had started out with on a pretty good drive and Carr ends up throwing that, that bomb to, uh, to Zay Jones, which I don't mind the, the look and the shot that he took. I do mind the situation. I do mind the fact that I believe it was on second down and we had a sustainable drive and he, he didn't need to take that shot and he did, but he took the shot. It gets picked previous drive that led them to the touchdown. Uh, well, actually led them to the first touchdown, which was uh, Nick Chubb was he got strip sacked, thought he got hurt. Anyways, it was a pretty sloppy game um, in the second half, but the defense buckled down. Carr throws a pick late. We end up getting a stop. We had two timeouts and a two-minute warning. Burn the two timeouts, um, two-minute warning hits. We get the ball back with a little, you know, minute and a half, minute 45, go down and drive. Um, even had to, we had a big play that got called back from a holding penalty with Colton Miller. And so and that was a little ticky-tacky, but it still was enough to get the call. So um, we dealt with some adversity, but we're able to still march down and kick a field with the win. And I think it, it's just funny because like the way that the game was going and how it transpired and the fact that we're letting these guys in the game, that's kind of made the, the sour taste in the mouth as far as like, Oh my gosh, like how do we squeak away with that? But, but, but I don't know, man, like, it's like, we were, we were dealt, like, we still don't have a lot of healthy, like no Waller still. Right. It's like no Perriman, no Trayvon Mullen. It's like, we, we had to deal with the same type of, you guys are loading up on the bus to travel out on Friday to play Saturday. It's like, Oh no, coming back. It's like, we still dealt with some stuff. And also they, you know, the NFL flexed a lot for the Browns and it's still a good Browns team that at one that was out there. Right. It's like, you still have the miles gear. You still have Nick Chubb. You still have like in, in Jokey's a good player. You know, you still have. Tech McKinley came back off of the list. So McKinley came back and ended up getting hurt. And then you had Denzel Ward out there. And that was who um, we threw at, um, with the Brian Edwards touchdown. So they still had some guys, right? So yeah, did they miss some starters? And sure, Browns fans, but all you do is bitch about Baker May- Baker Mayfield and he wasn't playing. You're like, oh, if we had him, it's like, okay, cool, dude. Yeah. So yes, were they strapped? Yes. Could we have played better? Certainly. But came out with a dub. So once again, defense played well. Offense had their moments. There was a ton of drops, um, a ton of drops on the, on the receivers. And I was trying to find the stat exactly, but Renfro dropped one or two balls. Uh, Deshaun Watson Jackson dropped one ball. That was a 20 yarder on a third down too. Yeah. On a third down, Foster Moreau dropped two. 
Uh, Zay jo- I think everyone, everyone basically dropped one. Uh, Brian Edwards fumbled, which they didn't, re- they didn't recover, but it was an eight yard gain that ended up in a seven yard loss. <laughs> so we played sloppy and yeah, I mean, I think Leatherwood had a pretty good game. Colton Miller did, did pretty well um, for all intents and purposes, having to deal with Miles Garrett, you know, every so often, but yeah, I mean, the, it wasn't pretty by any means, but let's just take the dub and let's get out. Um, we still got some guys we need to get back and who knows it is week by week. There were times where I felt like we've been pretty ready to, to make it, make a push for the playoffs this year. And there've been times where I'm like, man, we're, we're bottom dwellers, you know? So I think it does change week by week and give this team some, some momentum. Let's see how we do when we recover heading back home playing Denver this weekend. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. And I will say that Jonathan Abram had himself a game and Mm -hmm. it came out later on that he dislocated his shoulder at some point too. But uh, this game was like poised for him to shine with them, you know, expecting them to run the ball a lot. And, uh, I don't know if he was just making really good reads off the ball or if Bradley had him blitzing more than normal. Um, but it seemed like he was just almost in there on every, you know, run play off the edge. Um, he had some plays where he stuffed in the backfield. I think this was a game that was set up very much for him to succeed in regards to uh, playing in the box, playing physical and, you know, cover short stuff if he had to cover, but also just be there just to put a thwapping on the running back. So. Yeah. Well, and I will try not to go off on a tangent, but that reminded me of a point that I was thinking of is with Abram, who has seen some success in the run game um, coming off the edge like that, but also we've seen get beat in the secondary on, on plays. It's when he has those responsibilities to cover. Um, I think it, it really removes him from being as instinctual and kind of playing with his hair on fire, um, which sure you could set up anyone for success. You just go get the guy, right? Go get the ball. That's fine. Um, but I, I remember, um, I don't know if it was an interview with Jamal Adams or with someone that was covering the the Seattle defense, but they talked about the Jamal Adams role um, and him specifically in the Gus Bradley defense um, and that Seattle defense. And it's one of the toughest positions you can put someone in because they want you to play close, right? Close to the line of scrimmage in the box and say, hey, if you see, see ball go, right? If you see run, go take it out because you're aggressive, you're a good tackler. But there's also the added responsibility, which is, back slips out of the backfield right on a play action um or yeah to where you have to account for it so there's so many there's a layers of responsibility that that position itself plays um which is that jamal adams role that the raiders are putting abram in and so i think that's when we've seen him struggle and especially in the goal line like in the red in the red area um where he is responsible where it's you have to be you have to play tight and play the run because they're within the you know if they're in the goal line it's it's within 10 yards so but also don't let anything a tight end slip back even if it's a zone coverage right you have this area, but if you see go, so it's like, you've seen him, his aggression cause for him getting beat or him reacting late and someone catching the ball over him. I just remember, I don't know what it was. It was either an interview or a breakdown of the scheme itself. And they talked about that role being probably one of the toughest positions that they put people in. So I'm not giving Jonathan Abram um, an out by any means because I don't think I ever have, but I think what that allowed him to do is say, Hey, you know, that there's not a lot of threats out of the backfield. Like if you're just key and Chubb, just go key Chubb. So if he runs route, go with him, right? But they don't have a lot of weapons and Nick Mullins isn't going to expose us. So he was allowed to be in his element to where he could just read and react and go. So um, yeah, big game by him, big game by uh, Divine Diablo as well. Um, you could definitely see how it hurt our defense when he went out. Little thing got beat that ended up, the touchdown got called back. And then he also just got smoked on that um, Nick Chubb stretch run that he ended up scoring on the guard really the guard basically threw him out the club he i think nick chubb crossed the goal line and Corey littleton was like in the fourth row at that point but 
yeah, good good game by the defense overall. Um, I mean, offense did what they what they had to. I think there's execution we're still lacking. The, and if you and if you're not executing, and you're still um, having those costly mistakes, which are fumbles, drops, car rolls out. There's 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 not that um, you know that emergency drill, which is what they call it or whatever. Like where it's hey, once you escape, you find his eyes, you find him, and then you work back to sideline, whatever. It's like that's inexperience of the receivers with car. Um, so I think some of those things showed up, but that's it. That's all. I, <laughs> that's all I had. But um, before we close this out, can you just give us an idea of what happened last night on on Twitter there? And you texted me, and I, I think I saw a glimmer of it. There was we were uh, exchanging texts, me, you, and um, Mel Dreamy, our older brother Dan, and he sent us a picture, which was basically, and I believe it was the drive that we ended up um, kicking a field goal to go up thirteen to seven, um, and I was on a third down where Carr was in the pocket. He ended up scrambling, throwing the ball away because no one was open. But the screen grab was basically Carr looking into the end zone, and in front of him was just ten free yards you know, for a touchdown, no one around him. Um, what transpired last night? And I guess where are we at? Cause I haven't asked you where are we at now? So basically I just tweeted that picture out, right? The picture that he sent us. And I just said, yikes with like teeth showing emoji, three of them, right? Hashtag Raider nation. Didn't expect much from it to be honest with you. And you know, we're always trying to grow the brand, always trying to, uh, you know, move up whatnot. And this is by far the, the biggest, uh, interaction that we've had on Twitter uh, by a long shot. Um, and what we came to see was Raider Nation in full force, right? Uh, we had everybody from the people of like cars, trash ass, can't play football, get him off of our team, uh, all the way down to people uh, insulting me, uh, maybe Mel Dreamy too. I did. I didn't think about this when I put it on there. I was like, I'm going to give Mel Dreamy credit because he put this. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm stealing his picture or whatnot. But then I realized that like the people that were going to be angry about this picture, I just basically left him out there to drive because I tagged him as the, the photo taker. You know, there was tons of people being like, like, oh, yeah, you cropped that very conveniently. It didn't show the two defenders that were right outside of the area, whatnot. Um, and like a lot of people were like, you know, NFL players are so fast. They would have closed that gap so quickly on him. And like, I just, there was just so much going on in the comments, dude. Which was, I'm sorry, by the way, the reason they said that is because of his earlier run. And I don't know who it was on the, the announcers, right? The announcer it, said, NFL players are fast. You'd be surprised when you think you have a hole and there's not. It's like, that's what everyone was repeating. Kurt Warner was one of them. And then I don't know who the other guy was, but yeah, they, that's exactly what it was. They were talking, they literally were talking about, you know, he got tripped up by his ankle or whatever, or he tried to do a cutback or something. Anyways, um, so yeah, that was. A lot of word vomit on the timeline um, in regards to this this thing, but it was and really it's it's kind of still still going on uh, from the game last night up until now. A lot of stuff still trickling out on there, so it was fun. It was it was great getting some uh, some good interaction, and you know I'm always like looking at like different thread rabbit holes to go down from just Raider Nation just arguing with each other, and this had all of that too because there literally was people arguing with each other within the comments of this picture. So yeah, it was, you know, good old fashioned entertainment. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we try to be as, as humble as we can on this. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, cause Micah manages the account, what he posts from the account. So if you have any problems, go at Micah, not me. A lot of what you post, like it, it does get some, you know, some solid foot traffic. Like we have a, we're building a, a gathering, we're building a, a network of folks, but that was extreme that was just an extreme amount of interaction. And Hey, 
all publicity is good publicity, you know, whatever it is, whatever it's called. What is it? All press, all press is good press or something, you know, something like that. I don't know. And there's basically no bad press because it's like, Hey, there, at least there's interactions on, and we're not out for clickbait. It was just, it just happened that way organically. So um, people were arguing and yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And there's always, you know, I mean, every single angle of, uh, you know, people agreeing with you to people disagreeing with you is going to pop up with stuff like that. And that's exactly what happened. So good little action, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good little situation where, you know, the Twitter was just going off. I did text Mel Dreamy this morning and apologize because I'm sure his phone was <laughs> his phone was going off the hook with his Twitter notifications, too. So mm-hmm. but yeah, it's very interesting. Nice little nice little cherry on top of a uh, of a weird win. Well, yeah, so that was the game. Um, I'll just give a quick snippet um, around where we're at is, um, as far as the playoff standings go. We'll touch on it um, in our preview as well. But currently the Raiders are um, the t- in the 10th seed, um, which the top seven get in. Um, so we're separated between really between the 10th and the 4th seed by one game total. So there's a cluster going on there, um, and there's a couple teams ahead of us. But once again, within striking distance um, for that 6th and 7th, spot which is the wild card um but yeah we'll talk about that a little bit more about what um sunday i mean it's really there's saturday games there's sunday monday games so and thursday so watch out but we'll preview that um and kind of give you guys an update around where we're at what the significance of this bronco game is going to mean as well as other games across the nfl so that's all we got raider nation we won stand up sit down breathe um we got a game coming up against the broncos that we'll preview and get out to you guys but until then Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is not available in your state. Download DraftKings in general. First-time users sign up with promo code TPPN. Uh, You get some some great deals, uh, some fantastic prizes. Um, They're going to hook you up. So go support them. You support us by supporting them. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see all of our handles on the screen. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, go watch on YouTube, subscribe to the channel see, see us, see our fantastic interview uh, slash redo of the Christmas stuff with our buddy, Zach Pascal. And till next week, we will, uh, we'll see y'all with this Broncos preview. Football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any point is scored. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now for something completely different. Joining us today on the Raider Take podcast is my best friend, probably the best banger of chains (laughs) on this podcast right now, and former Ultimate Frisbee uh, enthusiast, (laughs) 
Zachary Pascal. Zach, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. <laughs> so, Andy, we'll actually we'll kick it to you, Andy. How are you doing right now? You know, we got a new guest on. Yeah, how are you feeling about this? I feel fine. Um, I know I know why he's here, and and I think iron sharpens iron. At the end of the day, um, I'm glad Zach's here. It's good to have him on. But we're just going to get into it. This, yeah, this is our go. this is our first angry fan listener that's joining that we have extended an invite to. So that's, that's what we're doing. It's we'll a redo. <laughs> Yeah, so um, you know, as everyone knows, we did a uh, we did a power rankings top four of uh, Christmas movies, right? And you know, there was a little resentment after this list came out, um, mainly mainly from Mr. Pascal's side of things. He called me; he had words to say, not all of them yeah. nice. And nope. so we invited him on. We said, "All right, you got to come on. You got to you know just air out your grievances, and then uh, we're actually going to." jump into doing a redraft uh was that yeah, there we go. too so zach floor is all yours man what was the issue you had with our list why did you hate me so much why did you <laughs> feel the need to call me out in the moment all right well i appreciate all this but let's just get right back to it okay i think that because one of the one of the choices was a uh, a diehard movie and that's fine okay but Andy mentioned earlier, and I think it was Andy's pick, and he was saying, oh, yeah, there's a debate. There is a debate. There's a huge debate. And everybody, the debate is, what is a Christmas movie, right? And then there's a debate, what is a holiday movie? That's kind of where I see the separation. And I think if we guys, if just us guys can I'll vertically align on it, I think that we'll start to get a better picture of what a Christmas movie is compared to a holiday movie. That makes sense <laughs> because yeah. um, there's a big difference nowadays. There's a shift. It was not like it was, you know, 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I lose sleep over why the Raiders can't convert on third downs and you lose sleep over the definition of this. So why don't if we just start with you, give us your interpretation or definition, and then we will then be okay. um, horizontally aligned. Sounds good. So, you know, if you, if you go off in the deep end, which a lot of people can just, what is a Christmas movie? Um, it's going to give you a multitude of answers. But I think if we could just all agree that I wrote it down here, that a Christmas movie is really some point in the movie they mentioned the birth of Christ. I think that that changes the list up. And I think that a holiday movie can be defined as anything that happens in the month of December uh, around family, um, around uh, presents, around the holiday themes that make Christmas special. Now, Christmas is, is a religious holiday for a lot of people. That's why I think is the biggest distinction is if you, if you label it a Christmas movie, it should have Christ somewhere in it, baby Jesus being born, right? If you have a holiday movie, it can be Santa Claus or whatever you know people think ho the holidays are to them. What do you guys think? I'm just curious. Can we just start off with that and then make our list up? To be honest, I, I hadn't ever thought of it in that realm of things. So I think that begs the question, then, are we doing Christmas movies or holiday movies? I do. I do like that definition. Um, I, I couldn't honestly sit here and tell you for sure whether a certain movie talked about Christ or not. Maybe if there was a nativity scene being sold at some point in there. Um, so that would be a hard thing for me to actually narrow down. 
Um, okay. But I, you know, for the sake of the argument, do we want to say holiday movies? I, I, you know, where where's everybody at on that? Um, I, I guess yeah, and I, I echo those same sentiments. I consider a Christmas movie when the sole movie is based around Christmas, the event itself. Okay, I could, okay. I could get behind the okay. If there's a nativity scene or if they reference, um, you know, Christ, things like that. But the fact it's like, oh, this movie took place and they said that it was in December. That's not a Christmas movie to me at all. You know, so it's like when it's the sole purpose of the movie is about Christmas or the event itself. I'm like, okay, then that categorizes it. I'm also very open, guys. I'm very adaptable. (laughs) So I think a good example is like, okay, so Elf is a Christmas movie, right? Movie based around Christmas. Correct. Some people have said Jumanji was a Christmas movie. No. Um, and that's because there was a it's scene. It's about a board end. game. There's it's a about a damn board game. Where and animals. You know, but this it, is why we need Christmas, to align. So, this is why yeah. we need to align on it, right? Because yeah. Full be disclosure, Zach brought up Jumanji when he called me last time. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying it can be a scene of Christmas. Like, take for example, let's just let's just let's just go there. Mean girls. Mean Girls. We all know the scene. There's four no, girls. Uh, I don't. You know, very important actresses of their time doing a scene. We're listening to Jingle Bell Rock, and we we all know that scene. That could be considered a Christmas movie. You can consider Toy Story a Christmas movie. You can consider Batman Forever, The Gremlins, a Christmas movie. Gremlins. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I think you're getting. I think you're going way too hard on the extreme because you're trying to prove your point of definition, but. You're acting as if our line of definition was even remotely close to Gremlins. It was not even close there, sir. Well, I, I mean, a lot of people. You referenced Christmas. Micah said Die Hard in parody, like it was like. <laughs> yeah, that was a complete joke because of the fact that people argue about it. I think I just want to be like, let's keep it. What is the debate? Okay, well, Christmas means a lot of things to everybody, right? So, I think in the spirit of holiday season. Let me just hear what it, what it is to you guys, and then I can kind of make my list off that. How's that? That's fine. I think in regards to this argument that we're having in this this Mount they're not Mount, it's not Mount Rushmore season. Sorry, it's power ranking <laughs> season. I would define it as a movie that's based around Christmas and okay. the holiday of Christmas. I'm sure there's some that teeter on the line that's like it's not a Christmas movie, but a lot of it has to do with it. I just think it has it's. Something that is just right. a classical, you know, a movie based around that holiday. So can it be a movie? Okay, I'm going to add to that. Can we add this one? Can it be a movie that you and your family watch during Christmas? Or yes. no? Yes. Well, okay. I mean, it, it, it should be not like, oh, we just caught this flick and it was between right. the 25 right. days of Christmas. It was like we intentionally watched this movie during Christmas. Christmas time. Yeah. Right. And, okay. But then that's also subjective to those individuals decisions and what they constitute, which would even add more to the definition of which we're already struggling to find. Right. So, (laughs) so I think we could, we could agree that it's like, it it needs to be centered around Christmas and about it as the event. And there's multiple movies that we could talk about. I mean, like, here's an easy one, Uh, a Christmas story. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, right? That's a Christmas story. There's home alone. Okay. These are on my, we're on my list. Home Alone is centered around that he is home alone on Christmas, right? Uh-huh. So I think that makes sense. Um, I don't believe the Die Hard theory, or I don't even know where you're going with Gremlins on that one. But maybe it was in December. <laughs> I think I've only seen it a handful of times. I think that's what I'm saying. Like the, there's the huge spectrum, right? It's like you got way on the right, way on the left. What it, this little middle. That's why I just wanted to ask, like, 
as long as it has a Christmas theme of family, of getting together, of the holiday itself, that narrows it down, in my opinion. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, and we okay. can also, I mean, this is completely, like, debatable in-game also, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, why don't we just start it off, and then All right. if someone brings yeah. something that's questionable, let's just raise it. Now we got. Sounds good. Yep. We have three people. It can be two versus one. We All right. Start. How we're going to do it. Andy, I'll let you explain it. You're way better at explaining the snake draft stuff. Than <laughs> well, I get lost in the snake all the time. That was a problem. Um, okay. So we have our rough definition of of Christmas, the Christmas movies. So what we're going to do is we're going to go in order. Or we're going to go in this order, but it is a snake draft. So Zach, as our guest, um, we are going to allow you to go first. Okay. okay. So you will go first. Micah, you will go second. I will go third. And then the second round will start with me. Okay. And then to Micah and then to you, Zach. So oh, Zach, close out the second round and then you're going to start the third round. It'll all come back to ending with uh, you. Okay, great. Easy. I lost track of the rounds, but I know I'm going first. So can I start? Or Yeah, we are officially underway. First, let's just say Christmas slash holiday movie I'll pick is the um, Christmas Carol. And there's two versions that I like. One is with Bill Murray called Scrooged, which is back in the 89, I think. And um, I'm just a big fan because I watch it every year. The Muppets Christmas Carol. I, I just like it. It's like both of them bring me back to like when I was a kid watching these movies growing up. And that's what I like about it. It's about a guy. Uh, it can be argued that it is a horror movie because you're getting visited by three ghosts, right? Three spirits. But I think that um, it has all the themes. It has uh, this guy who's greedy and uh, he, he forgets his He loses his way a little bit. And then he gets these warnings and then he falls and he changes at the end and then makes Christmas uh, a thing. And there is a mention of Christ in it. Okay, so I'm just going to throw that out there. God bless us, everyone. Everyone knows that line. Hey, it's good to hear it in a movie once a year. <laughs> so that's number one. Okay, sorry. We're already we just started, but now I'm already have, having a question. Are you? Are did you give two two movies? You gave Scrooge. Oh, but then I, I also like heard the Muppets. Is, is Bill Murray in the Muppets one? No, uh, Michael Caine is in the second one. I think you got to pick one or the other. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll and just, also I'll... that one, the one you don't pick, may or may not be available for you on the back end. Oh, okay. Right? I'll go with uh, Scrooge by Bill Murray. He's my favorite. Okay. Sorry, I thought there was like no apologies. I'll I'll, I'll document you're just, this. You're just picking individual movies. That's all. Got it. Individual. Sorry, movies. sorry guys. You're good. Yeah. That's fine. So I got the number two pick. Uh, I think that I'm gonna have to go with Home Alone on this one. Hand up, guys. I messed up last time, right? I took Jerome Butler and Mecca Okafor. I messed up. We're all people. Kar We're all Butler. humans. Karam Butler, Jerome Butler, Karam Butler, whatever. Same people, oh. basically. I, I had a bad list last time. And I doubled down on that list as I continued to go on. So, uh -huh. uh, but I'm taking Home Alone number one for me. The first I think one, it's right? just yeah, the first the first Home Alone. Oh, okay, yeah. see that, that was good also job, Zach. Yeah. We had it. There's a lot of movies. There's yeah, a lot of Home there you Alone. Go. So instant classic. Yeah, uh -huh. number one for me. Good choice. All right. Well, I'm going to take one one again, and that's uh, Christmas Vacation. So <laughs> that's my and that's my first choice. Closing out the third or the third pick okay. overall. So. Christmas vacation, you serious Clark, you know, Santa was spotted flying over New York city. So many things going on there. <laughs> and then, and I'm, I mean, my list is just falling right into my lap. I'm going Christmas story. I love the Christmas story. Okay. Beating oh, up. Okay. Ralphie, BB gun. Yeah. 
Ralphie, BB gun. It's on all day. Santa kicks him in the face, sends him down the slide. <laughs> a lot of, there's the lamp. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a lamp, you know? And then, and then he takes that all that time to figure out the clues. And it just says drink more oval team. Like that would be like a, a, a prize that our mom gave us. And she's like, and you win some words of wisdom, drink more oval team. So um, can I, sorry, can I make a comment about that choice? Of course you can. I, I agree. I think the one of the reasons why I like it is because I think everyone can remember like that year or they want one specific toy and it's like, this is all I want. That's all I can breathe. You know, and mm -hmm. I think everybody goes through that at some point in their life. Oh, I remember I wanted this one thing and I finally, or I didn't get it, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I like that movie. You're right though. It's, it's, it's classic. I like that. And then the other thing too, is the, the dad is like, when you're a kid watching it, you're like, that dad is, he's a mean person, you know, it's like, <laughs> why is he so mean? And then the older you get, and then maybe you start a family, you're like, yeah, I hate bumpuses running around uh -huh. my house. You know, uh -huh. it's like that stuff pisses me off. So I'm like, I, you're actually very relatable, sir. Uh, Even to this day, too, whenever the dogs are running through the house, it's just like bumpuses. I mean, have you guys gone and had uh, Chris, uh, Christmas Chinese food though in honor of the movie? It's 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 amazing. <laughs> you just have it like you know when you're tired, and, you know, you, you open up all your gifts and maybe you take a nap. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Maybe I don't want turkey. I'm going to go get Chinese food. It's the, right. it's the best way to end Christmas, I'm telling you. The only way I would do it is if it, they did sing fa ra 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 <laughs> Got you. All right, we'll move off that. Um, okay, Micah, back to you. I just started the second round. What is your second pick? Yeah, my second pick, as I stated last time, I think it was uh, ended up being my number two overall. Also, my favorite Christmas movie f for no other reason than just the classic old timiness about it. And that's It's a Wonderful Life. Like I said, I don't know what it is. You know, it's black and white. Um, it's got a lot of, you know, nostalgia to it for some reason when it comes on. It's like, why do you like this movie? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that I, I like it. It's one of my favorites. And I think it started out of irony because it was uh -huh. such a black and white old movie. And then it just grew on me very quickly. Well, I mean, also people, I've heard people say, well, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not, it's like this whole life that he goes through and the end last 20 minutes is really about him turning around on Christmas. No, no, no. We all know it's a Christmas movie. It's literally like it's, the Scrooge. It's literally the Scrooge story. Right. For, right. For Mr. Bailey. <laughs> I mean, when, when the brother comes in and everybody's cheering him, he's like, to my big brother, George, richest man in town. I mean, I'm, I start crying every time I think about that line. Come on. <laughs> Thank you for your choice, Micah. Well done. <laughs> and every, every time you hear a bell, an angel gets its wings. Right. I mean, come on. Clarence. I'll give you Clarence. It's also a very long movie, but it's worth it. Very long movie. <laughs> I think it's I might like, oh, like I it because I can fall asleep through it and wake up and it's still on TV. It's like the Gone with the Wind of Christmas movies. You ever turn it off on a regular TV? You turn it on, it always picks up right where you turn it off at. Yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly how the Christmas story is because it's 24-7. It's like, this is the same part. Oh, he's still in real estate. Oh, we got another yeah. two hours. Every time I turn the Christmas story back on, it's for giving him his bowling ball for Christmas and drops on his balls. It's like, that's classic. Okay, Zach, uh, you have two okay, picks. You're uh, gonna close out the second round, and then you're gonna start the third round. So two picks. Okay, uh, I'll say I'll say Charlie Brown Christmas, because again, there is a scene at the end where Linus comes in and 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 does scripture, and that's, and it's also a very short movie, uh, which I kind of like. It's it's like it's 20 minutes long, I believe, 25 minutes long, and um, don't tell me we have to, to watch the definition of a movie now. <laughs> 
What? Let's, I'm sorry. So don't tell me we have to get into the definition of a movie now. No, no, no. I, I mean, I think it's a Christmas. In my opinion, it is. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Did you, say, did you say it was 25 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> is that like an? It's like an indie film. <laughs> it's like a short. It's like a. It's like a Disney short. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. I. I remember I'm being short. Hey, that's my choice, though. That's, that's fine. The no. end. I just the like end to scene. give you shit. That's all. Yeah, Charlie. There's I mean, an, there's an infomercial that runs during Christmas that's going to be on my list. So. <laughs> Uh, do I go again? Yes, yeah, you do. You, you, you got the first. You got the okay. first pick of the third round. Okay, I'll go with the Grinch. Um, do I have uh, to give you the version? Well, just are you uh, live action Jim Carrey or are you cartoon? Nope, I like the old one. You like the cartoon? I like. Well, there are two, right? Because I think Benedict Cumberbatch came out with one, like, like in the. I don't know when he did it, but that's not my favorite. And then I don't really care for the Jim Carrey one. I like the one before that, the one that's like really old. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't know when it came out, but there's no. The first there's one. no list shaming, so you take that first one, one in. Okay. The first animated one. Fantastic. I think. Uh, let's see. So I'm going back around on my third pick. I am going to go with. I'm going to stick to my guns, man. Jingle all the way. Uh, I'm going with <laughs> Jingle all the way again. Listen, oh we watched God. it. Check it out. We watched it at Andy's house, right? And it came through, like even more than I remember it coming through. <laughs> Schwarzenegger and Sinbad battling for Turbo Man, right? And like just the the classic, like nothing's available on Christmas Eve, right? The dads are battling for you know their son's approval, and like we're watching it, and like this kid is all like sad because like he wants this toy so bad, and then his he's like he hates his dad for not showing up to his karate thing, and then he's like. Well, I'm gonna get you the Turbo Man, and he's like, "Oh, Dad, I love you again." You know, it's just like buying your children's yeah. love. You're just this terrible businessman. Buying your children's love with lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. False, false yeah, right? yeah. So there's just a lot to it that you know a lot of the a lot of the messages that came through in that movie um, probably wouldn't be allowed on today's TV screens. Um, so. You know, it's just a good old fashioned, good old fashioned movie. So, Slapstick, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you know, I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky it was even still here at this point when I came. I don't think. So. I don't think so. so. I think I got a steal. <laughs> we we were more than happy to let that fall to you at, at yeah the eighth, on, eighth overall selection. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> um, good, okay. Well, I'm gonna close my list out. I'll close out round three. I'm going with the Santa Claus. I'm going with Santa Claus, the first one. Okay, Tim Allen. And and so that's one of the movies, and we can debate on how good it is, but that's one of the movies that that it's OG. I watch it every year. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's great. Mm-hmm. They had a couple of movies after that. Maybe the quality of production, cinematic creativity, um, mm-hmm. increased technology-wise, but maybe not so much as far as what I was looking for. So I'm going Santa Claus, um, the first one, Tim Allen. Very That's good. going to be my, my third pick. And then with him I'm and Barnabas. Barnabas. <laughs> oh my God. It's Bernard. I know. That's I the only reason that. that. Yeah, that was one of the reasons that you. called me in the first place was like, it's Bernard, not Barnabas. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing this up. <laughs> Had to. Let me get back on the gripe train from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go, my last one, I'm going to disagree with you, Zach. I apologize, but I'm going with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, live action Jim Carrey. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I thought it was, I, but I do like the, the OG one that you referenced. So, right. So, yeah, that's, that's going to close out my list. And I'm documenting all this, guys, so we can recap. Well, I, I thought you said it was five choices, not four. You only did four, right? 
It's only uh, four. It, only four. Oh, okay. So now it's it's my turn. Nope. So it's Micah, I, and then you're gonna close this out. I have All my right. last one, and then you'll do your last one. Damn it! And I thought I had two more. <laughs> nope. Got to narrow it down now. My last one um, is, uh, and this is this is a, a, a shout out to my wife. We have recently <laughs> created this new tradition for a movie that we watch on Christmas Eve now, and that's called The Fat Man. It is with Mel Gibson. Um, he plays. It's a action movie where he plays Santa Claus. Uh, there's this little kid who got coal for Christmas. Unfortunately, his dad is like head of the mob and he hires a hitman to kill the fat man. So <laughs> about this little kid who hired this guy to kill Santa and Mel Gibson is this grizzly old bearded, doesn't know how long he can do it. Santa Claus that, uh, <laughs> you know, has to battle this hitman. So uh-huh. that's my number four pick. The fat man. <laughs> Very good. Okay. <laughs> You're going to stick with that. huh? <laughs> Yeah, till the day I die. It's my turn. Last one, right? This is this is um one of the blue that I just thought of, but I might be mistaken. I think it might be around Thanksgiving, but I'm gonna say it anyway. And you guys probably know it: planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy, Steve Martin, getting home for the holidays. You guys seen it? I can't say that I have. I know what? of the movie. I yeah, have, I, I have seen it. I'm, but now I'm trying to figure out. I mean, we oh, talked about definition for. <laughs> A long time. Uh-huh. Hey, can you, uh, can you describe how it's a Christmas movie? When you watch this over, make sure you go watch that movie because it's it's pretty much like <laughs> it doesn't get any funner in that movie, man. <laughs> John Candy is one of our greatest actors of all time. It's a John Hughes film. So uh, mm. go check it out when you get a chance to. For those that haven't seen it, could you just walk us through just a little bit? A little oh, yeah. uh, Why is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> Okay, so Steve Martin's trying to get home for the holiday. I can't remember if it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. And he meets John Candy on the road, and they figure out a way to get like across country, basically, because they're stormed out. Or the, the, uh, the plane they were going to take is like winter storm or whatever, and they have to find a way to get home. And um, he gets to learn, like anything bad that can happen happens to them both. Mm-hmm. And Classic. he just kind of meets him, like in a train station, I think, or I can't remember where he meets him, but... Um, He's like, yeah, I'll help you out. And they figure it out and they go home. And then uh, it's this really like, it's it's a, it's one of those movies you watch, like, wow, it's kind of a nice way they did the character of, of uh, John Candy because mm-hmm. he goes through a lot. Um, he he helps, he's the comedic relief really, right? But then you realize what his backstory is. I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but you know, they end up realizing, oh, this is important. You want to come in at the end and he does. And you're like, okay, this is really nice. We should all be doing this. <laughs> it's really good. Go home and watch it. That begs the question, is John Candy a one-hit wonder as far as his characters? Because that's exactly what he played in Home Alone when he met Mr. <laughs> McAllister in, in the airport. And they went yep. across with his polka yep. band or whatever it yep. was. Yeah. Well, actually, Micah, I'm going to disagree with you because the only difference between those two roles is in Home Alone, that was based... Well, actually, yeah, it was it was actually a Christmas movie. So Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Zach, is about <laughs> coming home for Thanksgiving I, I couldn't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> <off>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> so like I said, I'm, I'm just going in the dark here on this one. My other one was taken, so I just went for it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, that means, listen, I'm sorry to do this as a first time, but that means you have to repick your last one because that officially okay. doesn't count. All right. Repick. I had another one picked. Oh, uh, White Christmas with uh, Bing Crosby. White Christmas. You know the song. Everybody knows the song, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's again like also it's, four, it's a four-hour movie now. you're just naming strapping. parts of home alone i think what i think no, that's no. all you're doing just naming different scenes from home alone white, trying christmas, to. white christmas is not in, no i don't think it's in home alone He's, is it he sings he sings the white christmas song i think it's on like a little um montage of him running around doing things i think he's singing that song but maybe not oh, it's like a classic movie though it's like 18 hours and you know it's about these two war veterans who come home and they find their old general and they want to do something nice for christmas and they bring the troops back and they do a play at the end and there you go it's snowing finally they go to vermont for the snow and uh it's not snowing it's like no snow at all and it snows at the end but it's a christmas movie so there you go <laughs> number five number four love it um are there any um i mean elf didn't make anyone's list i want to note that which is fine by me oh, um, we're gonna well, do honorable mentions no i'm surprised oh, okay, Zach. Yeah. i'm surprised you didn't pick home alone too oh well you I were mean, pretty adamant we're doing about honorable that mentions film, so. right now yeah. we now we're doing honorable mentions the this is just fire at will so just just fire off some so you can you can say that. anything you want right now, yeah because I, yeah. I have a lot yeah okay of course go ahead guys of course you do. well actually hold on before we do this um i just want to recap the list if you guys are okay with that <laughs> yeah yeah just so the listeners have it okay so zach your first one was scrooged your second one was charlie brown christmas noted that it was 30 minutes just for everyone out there in case they're wondering how to budget time um and then there's um the grinch the old version it's animated yeah. right it's animated yeah and then your last one was white christmas okay so good list well Thank done. Um, Micah, your list was Home Alone. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Jingle All the Way, of course. Can't believe that one fell to you. Right. And then the last one was The Fat Man. So <laughs> you apologize to everyone about That's your list. And I think you really, but, it, but also there's, there's, there's no list shaming here. So I had the Christmas story, or I had Christmas vacation, Christmas story. Um, then I had the Santa Claus and how the Grinch stole Christmas. So okay. Everyone's entitled to their own list. Now we can do um, honorable mentions. So go ahead. Great. Zach. Oh, is this just like popcorn? Like everybody shares yeah. that one? Yeah. Whoever, whoever it out there. Any, any number now? I have a couple. You can send as, you can send as many as you want. Yeah. This is just like, this is just like at, like the, at the end of the movie where they just roll the credits of also okay. the people involved and everybody's <laughs> so just I, listed. I'm not going to be interrupted. Right. Or are you guys going to like share? I go, well, you if go, you like, say something order. stupid, I'll interrupt you, but okay. <laughs> about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Go All right. It. I watched one the other day. It's actually good. It's recent. It's a, it's actually a Spanish. Uh, no, it's Portuguese. It's called just another Christmas. It's about a guy who's like, it's very much like Groundhog Day, it, but he, he has no memories at all, and he has to relive Christmas all the time. Yes, you you need to be awake, Micah, because you got to read. But it's really really well done. It popped up on Netflix last year, and I'm like, what is this? I tried it. Wait, so I, it I, has I English like, subtitles because it's in Portuguese. That's that's correct. Got it. Okay, can I keep going or or no? Of course, you keep going, man. Okay, so oh, Family Man, Family Man is a Christmas movie. Nicolas Cage. I mean, that's it's it's, it's 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 a really good one, right? Miracle on 34th Street is another one that's like, you know, you kind of have to watch growing up. Uh, you guys watched that one? When we were uh, little. Or, watched, yeah, or The Bishop's Wife. Time. That's another one. The Bishop's Wife. Have you seen that one? No. I've seen Miracle on 34th Street. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah. It's it's about proving Santa Claus is real, and then it gets It has Christ. the lady from Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. It's old. There's a newer version, but it's not as good. Bishop's Wife. There's an old and a newer one. You guys should watch it, Okay. And let me see. Oh, uh, we, we didn't say Elf, but I'll definitely say Elf. Mm -hmm. My wife wanted me to say Family Stone. That was on your last list, which I, that's, that's her choice. 
And then she liked Four Christmases as well. That has not been said. And there's another one that if you watch a movie called Love Hard, it's new. It's on Netflix. It's about like this girl who gets catfish and she has to spend her holidays with someone else trying to hook up with someone else. But they do this version of Santa Baby that addresses it and makes it sound less creepy. Because <laughs> if you listen to Santa, uh, or no, Baby, It's Cold Outside. That's the song. Mm, yes. Have you heard the song? Okay, they do it. Baby, they it's do cold a, they outside. They do a version of it, and it's like, this is actually kind of cool the way they did it. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. We all know the song, right? Okay, we all know that was, you can't do that kind of stuff. No cat to be had out there. Sometimes you break out in performance, so. Just because I'm a huge fan, I have to say out there. Hey, Chris, Christmas Chronicles, I have to say it because I'm a huge fan of that actor. I'm sorry. He's like <laughs> number one for me. Christmas Chronicles 2 as well, if you have not seen them. And that's that's all I wrote down. That's all I, I put. Thank you. Have great. you ever seen uh, A Smoky Mountain Christmas? No. That's with Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, I'm not. Might want to check that out. <laughs> uh, the Old Rudolph is another good one. Like the Old Rudolph Reindeer was red-nosed reindeer. Ooh, Mike and I came across this Jack Frost. Jack Frost is pretty good uh-huh. back in the day. There was a bad car accident, but you know, outside of that, very good. Yep, yeah, that's all I got off the top of my head. Very, very underrated Michael Keaton film. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, Jack Frost. I'm sorry, it clicked. Yep, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. It's kind of like uh, Frosty, right? Yes, but some, but it's like someone dies and comes Way back. Way more in depth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Mike's one that with a Christmas story that involved the mob. Um, like similar tone. <laughs> If if Frosty the Snowman involved murder, then it's <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> intentional murder. <laughs> cool. Wow, that well, that was great. It's like I think we got definitely a, a more deeper list here with with all of us going. Very much appreciated you coming on and uh, talking to us about how you feel. You know, just airing out your grievances, um, really getting your all of your feelings out on the table. Yeah, I really look forward to doing this next holiday season, guys. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. We will for sure have you on again. And we will just have to, it'll be like the new Christmas tradition. We'll have to have back on to do our, our Christmas movie. Uh, Top four. Power rankings. Here we go. When we do our list for Thanksgiving, we'll bring you back on for planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, we'll What's make sure that you get that one. I mean, Thanksgiving movies are even, there's hardly any. We don't even celebrate Thanksgiving in the movies anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Well, That's even a smaller me, list. <laughs> just let's take a quick sidebar. Do you guys have any off the top of your head? Thanksgiving movies? Man. I mean, there's The Charlie Great Brown. Outdoors was the great. <laughs> Speaking of John Candy. <laughs> was that, that a Was Uncle movie? Buck? Uncle Buck, maybe? No. I, don't... <laughs> yeah, I think you're just thinking John Candy I'm just, now. I'm just naming John Candy <laughs> movies at this point. <laughs> He seems like a big like Thanksgiving movie guy. So, uh, well, he is that uncle, right? That comes to Thanksgiving. You're like, oh man, here we go, right? Yeah. You see him once a year. You're like, oh boy. Yeah, I, uh, no, I can't some... think of any Andy. I honestly throw in a blank. Yeah, I I, I'm trying. I'm trying to research it right now, but somehow, Charlie son, Brown? Some, yeah, Charlie Brown's on there. Somehow, son-in-law popped up. Not sure uh, how. Yeah, how because they go home. They go home for Thanksgiving from college and he meets her family during Thanksgiving oh, or they go home for the holidays around Thanksgiving. That's a good one. Right. That, that, that might have to be my one, one, you know, how I, I think, you know, how I, I feel think about that. I think Holy that's Shore. much more to pick yeah. from Holy for Shore. 
I think even Polly Shore knows how you feel about Polly Shore. <laughs> I think there's more to pick from for New Year's, not so much, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I just have to do individual holiday ones. Man, yeah. Good luck. It'll be a small <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me do hours of research. I'll get back yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Do hours of research just to have these low budget indie films be our own. Hey, I gotta say one thing before I go though. All the cry the Christ stuff. I'm just quoting your mom on this one growing up with you guys. You guys got to be more like the Pascals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been waiting to say that for 30 years. Okay, and just, yeah. so you, just so you know, the reference originated from us making our beds. Okay? <laughs> that was it. It was just like, I wish you would be like the Pascals and make your bed every morning. Like, it, wasn't it wasn't the gallon like with, of water that you had to drink every day. <laughs> it's not that we well, shouldn't. You know, emulate things from you, your family. It's just the reference that she, when she actually said that, was about making our bed more consistent. Is that right, man? Well, there you go. It stuck, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the things mom says to us that stings yeah. forever. And I'm still bad at making my bed. So, <laughs> hey, man, I'm I, terrible. I don't know where she got that reference. <laughs> I don't know either. I think, I think she just, I think she just thought that your mom, like, yeah made you guys do every good thing a child is supposed to do. So <laughs> yeah. she just assumed you guys made your beds in the morning. <laughs> in bed by seven, no cussing, you know, washing your hands for every meal. <laughs> Cookie cutter type. <laughs> I, I love you, Stephanie. Read, I don't know if you're listening, but I love you. <laughs> I always read a, read a book on uh, medieval uh, weaponry before <laughs> our nap. <laughs> But, but I always had a question before I go. Is there always like one Christmas movie that you guys got to watch? Like, you're like, oh, I can't watch. It's like, I just can't even get through halfway. Is there okay. one that you like, we didn't really talk about that's cringe worthy? Oh, or yeah, like, a, just like on the opposite end of it. That That's a good idea, Zach, because, but there has to be ones that are like critically acclaimed. Like, these are awesome Christmas can't movies that are just brutal. Like, can't do it. Yeah. Because there's always the one off stuff on Netflix where it's like, like santa puppies to death and you're like what why would you make that at all you know and it's just uh-huh. like, it's terrible but like what are some good movies that you're just like no that's just not good at all you know oh man i you can't even like get through it well we need <laughs> there you go that's the future guys we'll do another we'll do one. some research i think krampus was another horror movie one it's like i can't watch this <laughs> it, it always comes up every year on netflix and it's like really <laughs> krampus oh i see it. yeah I see it. You're naming all these things of I'm just Googling these. Hey, um, man, uh, just, you know, look it up. And you're like, why? Okay, I guess people. Yeah, like Krampus is like, so both Black Christmas and Krampus are like horror movie based right. movies. So it's like, for me, it's like, okay, if I don't watch that, I'm not going to watch it during the holiday season. I'll watch it like in springtime or something. <laughs> when the lights are, when the sun's out. Right. <laughs> I don't want nightmares. Do. Okay, sorry. Last thing before we let you go, Zach. Do you, what about Frozen? Do you think Frozen falls into? The animated movie? Let it go? Mm-hmm. I don't it's, it's coming think up it's on just Google. snowy. I think it's just snowy. I, I agree. I'm just saying I'm, I'm Googling these right now. I have no clue. I don't have the qualification for the answer. What do you guys think? I have no, I would say no though. <laughs> I, would, I would say no as well. <laughs> Resounding no. What about right. the, see, and then there's the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is like, I thought that was a Halloween movie. That's, Oh yeah, Tim Burton. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that one. I honestly can't say I've finished the whole thing. <laughs> I know some people really? are like, what? But I, I thought you would be now. super into that. No, I, I never watched it. It's just kind of like, no, I'll pass. <laughs> mm. 
it's kind of musicals like in general people just can't do sometimes you know yeah i could do some but not that one where do all the christmas episodes of psych fall on this potential <laughs> list of that's a whole different worm. Sorry. All right. We'll end it there. Um, Zach, we really appreciate it. Maybe we'll have you on again. Maybe we'll do uh, um, Christmas uh, songs. That might Yeah, whatever you do, don't have, have me talk. Do. Don't so. have me talk about football or any sports, okay? I love we you guys. Hey, trust me, you don't have to worry about us having you do that. No. I, I promise. I'm just going to yeah. say what they said every single time. Yes. <laughs> we can ensure that we only brought you on for this niche. There we go. Topic. Hey, as long as we have an agreement, that sounds good. We know, where, we know where your wheelhouse is, and we will make yeah. sure. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, good. guys. Appreciate That's you fun. coming on. Bye, buddy. We'll see you. Bye, you guys.